Welcome, listener. This week, we're staying dry and cozy with Dylan, Malaysian international art student who we laugh with endlessly over peculiar Aussie sayings, the teaching culture of Australia, and a taste of what life in Malaysia is like for her. This is Alina. I'm your host, Aki. Enjoy. When I come back, I get a scratchy throat and I break out. Every time. Every time. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And now, especially like with the coronavirus, mm-hmm. I was coughing like downstairs. Just because my throat scratched, I don't have the coronavirus. <laughs> right? It's, it was just scratchy. Right? And like, oh my God, people are just staring. And I was like, People just once again, they need to chill. But yeah, no, I got yeah, when I came back from Sydney, I was a wreck. I was so bad. Chest infection, ear infection. It was so bad. It was like I, right it was like right when we got back, I was I was totally fine. Are you feeling better? I feel okay. Like I feel I feel better, but I just feel like my throat hurts like right here for some reason. But I just wonder because I like I was just coughing like just really hard, so I'm just Yeah. Like, just, Are you still like on medication and stuff? But yeah. Doctor, I have no coronavirus. <laughs> hey, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me neither. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Did you know, like, scotch with lukewarm water is really good for the flu? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because like it's really heaty, mm-hmm. so like it heats your body up, and also I mean like alcohol in really small like doses can be nutritional. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip. So my mom um came to Melbourne for the first time when I first moved here and she saw like a bottle of mm-hmm. scotch whiskey like in my pantry and yeah. she was like what's this and I was like I use it to keep warm <laughs> she's like oh okay that's fine then <laughs> yeah, I'm like I need to stay warm in the winter <laughs> I mean it was not it wasn't a lie like I used to but you know yeah. an occasional pack here and there his name is Gurmeet but you can call me Dylan because it's easier to pronounce. And then uh, what visa are you under? Um, I'm under the student visa right now. Actually, it's going to expire in like a week. I need to get it extended because I underloaded my degree. So I should probably get on that <laughs> soon. I get deported. But yeah. No, cool. no, 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 no. You won't get deported. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Got the theory and stuff. But like the student visa thing is like tedious because they tell you that you can do it by yourself. But, like, I tried, and there was this one bit that, I don't know, it required documentation from the past or from the original um, application or something. Yeah, it was really weird because I called an agent, and um, he was like, yeah, this is from, like, the original application. You should get this from your old university. And I'm like, they did everything, like, three years ago. How am I supposed to track it down now? I'm in a little bit of a bind, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, like, what made you underload? Was it uni itself, or would you say kind of everything... Combined. It was kind of everything with fine arts, which is what I'm studying. Um, we don't have lectures and studios. So it's either like nothing or four hours, one shot. There's no middle ground because you can't just come for studio and then just leave. But then they judge you for it. Trust me, I've done it a few times. I know, you know. So I, it became like too much. And like time, And then there were a lot of other like bills. I was dealing with shit as well. And so like I called my mom one day and I was just like broke down. And I was like, I can't this shit anymore and i was like i need to underload can i please she's like yeah okay because like she freaked out she's like what's going on she's like yeah you can underload if you want to it's fine drop some elective 
Yeah. Now, so basically, like, my ex is best friend. Yeah. Same thing literally happened to me. I I underloaded yeah. last semester, which was, it was good, but then the classes that I chose, I should have I should have done something easy, but it's just like, I, what's the point of going to university and then, like, taking the easy class? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. People are like, oh, take this class easy to pass. I'm like, that's not the point. Why would I pay so much if it's easy to pass? I want to make sure it's a class that I'll enjoy, even though it's, like, random and it'll probably, like, not make a difference to my future, maybe. I don't know. Nice. You have to get an easy grade. Because they're not Australians, you know? Might as well make it worth it. Paying, like, three times the amount. Paying the same thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, please tell me we're in the same boat together. <laughs> no, no, we're yeah. definitely in the same yeah. boat. But every time I see my Australian friends, they're like, oh, my God, it's so hard. Like, That's not even close yeah. to what we're paying. I'm like, times three, and you're getting... Oh, were you so salty when they sent that email with the fees raising? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, I was a little bit just irritated with that. Kind of just, like you said, it, like, it feels like we're just, like, paying for everything because we pay so much because people don't understand. It's just, like, for Aussies, like you said, we pay almost, like, three times the amount yeah. that they do. But I don't... And how they've is... got hex. They're not even paying. Yeah, it's easy. That's eventually if you don't get a job you don't have to pay it off you know that yeah because you have to make a certain amount yeah now to give some background context you're probably wondering what the heck is hex and why do australians only have to pay back their student debt when they only make a certain amount and what is that amount HEX is a university loan given to Australian citizens and some New Zealanders that do qualify to help pay for university fees. With HEX, you have to make a certain threshold to actually pay back your money. So say you earn less than 30000 a year, you don't have to pay your HEX at all. You can say that you stay forever at $30,000. You never have to pay back your student loan. Once you hit that certain threshold, then you have to pay it back. As of right now, um, in 2020, the threshold is between 45000 to 50, I think it's like $54,000, where you have to start paying back your student loans. The rate that you pay is based on your salary. So at $42,000, it's only 1%. If you make Less than $42,000, you pay nothing. If you're making more than $134 per year or more, you only pay a 10% rate. Because of this, Australian universities have become completely reliant on international student money since international students have to pay upfront every semester. As Dylan mentioned before, a lot of the international students here in Australia are from China. It's been very interesting seeing the repercussions of how reliant the universities have become just on Chinese students. They estimate about $2 billion is what they make off of them every year. And that's just in fees alone. But uh, what is to, to trail off again? Like, yes. what is Malaysia to you? Like, what is it? Mm. What does Malaysia mean to you? Always gonna be home. Always. Uh, Malaysia's always. It's always good food and good people. You know, like when you go back, it's like, shitless. 
pretty much like i just yeah because i don't know um maybe that's because that's all i've known you know like before australia and my parents are pretty malaysian as well you know even though like what like, is pretty malaysian um okay yeah a little bit of context um so like my grandparents um migrated from india so um even when i'm back home actually I don't know, when you fill out forms and stuff or when you know like um fill out important documentation, you're very specifically like segregated into like race and culture, even on like documentation like legal documentation and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought like all countries had that, but apparently it's a Malaysian thing. So even all of that, like I don't know, because we're Sikhs and we're North Indians, so we fall into the others group. So that's Malay, Chinese, Indian, others north indians like they fall in the others category like not in the indian category which is really weird i know but yeah and because of that i mean my grandparents came over and my parents were born and raised in malaysia and i don't know it's always just felt like home never felt like india was home or anything which is really weird because i don't know i guess people tend to think that like i'd be more indian than malaysian you know like especially when i came here there are actually a lot of people giving me shit for it like really? yeah like why aren't you as indian i'm like i'm malaysian what do you mean genuinely yeah i've met a lot of people who have been like you're supposed to be like indian and i'm like i'm malaysian you were literally the first malaysian <laughs> i ever met like i've never i had like no preconceptions of what malaysia was we're like, above I, singapore <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I, like i literally was just like i have no idea so that's so like wow Ugh, that's icky <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> because like i don't really look like a typical malaysian or so people would say i don't know i thought i was malaysian but every, apparently not literally every malaysian that i've met so far everyone looks different <laughs> to, to everyone it's very right. it's very diverse telling people it's very like diverse it's very multiracial you, know, you grew up in a very mixed environment which is why i don't know it's never bothered me or anything so yeah malaysia's always been home it's always been like a very comfortable place i could go back to minus the weather the weather's just yeah, it was it's like just really hot pretty yeah yeah oh so it's hot so humid I to, all the time i don't know what was the first place that we went to in malaysia but Johor. it was like yeah joe yeah. yeah that's the state right at the bottom yeah 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 no i felt like it was like a bit of like night and day well, it kind of was because like it's in the poor was like all sunny and stuff and then like right when we crossed the border it was like just pouring rain you're like oh, oh my gosh true. <laughs> yeah no, yeah so hot i don't <sighs> it's really humid it's all the time so every single day of every year every minute always humid i don't know how you deal with it <laughs> man i don't know how i dealt with it either honestly <laughs> Like, after I came here and then I went back, I was like, really? This is what I've been putting up with? <laughs> like, genuinely, I didn't, I didn't see it until, yeah. like, I left. And then I came back and I'm like, how is it so sticky all the time? Like, I can't. Like, now when I go back, I complain, like, all the time. Everyone just gets annoyed. Like, Stop complaining. I can't. It's really hot. I know, because when I, I think, it, I think it was the first day, first or second day, I was there. I think I passed. Yeah, I did pass out. And my mom oh my had, like, to drag me into the store. And I'm just not meant for the heat. Like this little, this little body is not meant to be. I'm meant to be in the cold. I can't oh my handle God, it. Passed out. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh no, it's okay. But no, no but it can get pretty bad. Like they can go up to forty degrees and it's still humid and stuff. Like it takes some getting used to. Honestly, no, that was yeah. my fault. I also, I, I should have had more water, but like, still, it was just. Yeah, but it's hard. Like when it's that hot, like you don't sweat outside. Sweat inside. I shouldn't. I should be able to handle it. In my Texas ways. I should be able to handle this. Take it <laughs> and pass out. <laughs> next time, drink water when you go to Malaysia. And next time you come to Malaysia, I will suggest some really good restaurants. 
Yes. Because you need to try nasi lemak and like banana leaf and the curries and like really good Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone tells me that the Chinese food here is bad. Yeah. Yeah, which is heartbreaking because I thought the Chinese food in America was bad. And I was like, wow, this stuff is good. This is not good. Oh, I thought I made it kind of. <laughs> not really. Not now. But then again, I don't know. I don't really like the Chinese, like the authentic Chinese food either. Like I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more used to like the Malaysian Chinese food because they've blended it according to our taste, you know, because I was like a mix of cultures and stuff. Yeah. And even that's like way better than the ones that you get here. Yeah. Even the Malaysian food here is like, it's like, it's a sad attempt, but I guess, <laughs> thanks. It helps when you're homesick, but it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, no. Now I can understand because even when, like when people are like, "Oh, this Mexican place," and I'm like, "It's nothing. It's not. <laughs> it's that's not Mexican. <laughs> it's not Mexican yeah. at all. This is a grain of salt of whatever Mexican you think it is." True. Yeah. So that's why I always get mad at the what is it called the the place that we have at uni? What's the Z? Sombreros. Oh. Even though I used to go there, even though I was there because I was starving, but like, <sighs> it's, uh, it's just the. The seasoning that they like the spices that they use are just totally off it's like the healthy vegan version of it yeah. california girl version of mexican food oh my god that makes me sad i love the burritos <laughs> shit yeah it's it's not even close oh my god i've never tried like authentic malaysian but pretty sure like the malaysian take on it is not accurate either yeah. last time that we had talked to you this was your first time being away from home right yes yeah, I left home at 18 after after like my pre-U. But like, I don't know, when I was doing it, it didn't really seem like a bigger deal because my sister did it like two years before and like she turned out fine. You know, a lot of Malaysian kids um, at this point are actually like leaving straight out of college or like straight out of like high school because they sort of want to get started with their degree and like a lot of them actually hope to settle down in different countries as well because the political situation in Malaysia is also going to shits. Like, as we speak, actually, like, right now, the Malaysian government is in a deadlock for the past two days. Really? Yeah. But what's, do you, do you know what's happening? Can you explain um, a little bit if you can? I don't really know what's happening because a lot of, like, news outlets and stuff are not covering it because even they don't know what's happening. But from what I've heard, it's the same bullshit, like, games and stuff again, you know, like, by the same person again and again. And somehow they've, I don't know, I think the prime minister resigned and then everyone else resigned like the whole cabinet but then the prime minister got reinstated but then everyone else has been sacked or like you know they left and so now like the public's like we voted for that cabinet why did it go away and this was like this is a pretty big deal because um as of the last elections this is the first time that the ruling coalition was overthrown after 60 years and this is like a new party and they haven't even like they haven't even spent a full term yet and all these problems keep coming up yeah this is the first time ever in Malaysian history that the ruling coalition did not win the elections. Yeah, and another party did. And it's been like two years, so it hasn't been like a full term. And they've got all these problems and all these scandals and I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, so because of that, a lot of, um, a lot of people actually, I don't know, as a non-Muslim especially, like... It, it raises a lot of concerns and stuff for our safety because it, it's becoming more and more imbalanced every day and like there's a lot of racism and it's just been a bit difficult like the Malaysians that I mean you hear of and stuff like when you when you hear about it you're like wow this is a country that's going through a lot of 
you know um changes and stuff politically or like through racism or you know but it's not really like that like when you do grow up and like in malaysia and you grow up with the chinese and the indians and the malays and everyone actually lives pretty harmoniously and like peacefully it's just i don't know propaganda maybe like divide and rule i guess you know because like the more you hear of stuff like that like on in the media that the more it's bound to like influence you and the more people think that like it's okay you know but it's really not like that like my friends are fine like your environment is fine as soon as you yeah it's just the it's government is just like, like yes yeah. so i don't know i really hope that it's like resolved soon yeah no because that's Sorry how that. yeah. i feel the same way with uh, the u.s <laughs> yeah and like because of that like you kind of want to leave home because you're like i don't want this like instability to you know come back bite me in my ass later in life you know because that's what like my parents are going through right now like they're having difficulties with like businesses and stuff because um of like racial issues and so like they've seen it up front so they don't want their kids to go through it so they like leave while you can what's it yeah why did why did you end up choosing australia like what was oh my god that's okay that's a funny story um so remember how i said i always wanted to go to the states so i applied for a few schools there and actually got in um and i told my mom so like i i mean she knew that i was applying to like schools out of the country but she didn't know where exactly so when i told her i wanted to go to the states and like i got accepted and stuff she wasn't very happy because my mom's very attached to the kids <laughs> you know and like i have an older sister and she left two years before that mm-hmm. and she was studying in perth which was like five hours away from malaysia and honestly now that i think back i think like that was the right decision because moving to the states and different times and stuff would have been like a lot of responsibility and it was a bit too much as well and so she was like she sort of like gave me an ultimatum sort of you know she was like you can pick but like you need to be considerate as well like other people and like to me and you know so i'm like yeah fair enough like you're still like giving me this opportunity i'm very grateful so let's do australia instead i told her straight up i was like i can't do perth i've been there so many times with my sister it's dead you know the type of person i am i'll get anxious and i'll get depressed and then i'll just be there like freeloading and not doing anything and yeah. just depressed like i can't do this yeah, i need very slow yes so i was like either like sydney or melbourne and then we did more research and we realized that melbourne has some of the best schools in australia so we're like yeah let's do melbourne pretty much how i ended up coming here because literally this is the closest country <laughs> to my house <laughs> the closest like really good sort of developed country ish yeah, yeah literally yeah it's like so melbourne's like eight hours away from kale yeah and she makes the trip quite often we go back pretty often as well so everyone's happy <laughs> yeah what do you appreciate about living here the freedom not just the freedom from like well obviously like the freedom to grow and everything like especially when you're alone you're kind of like thrown in a deep end of it and you like either grow up or like sink or like freeload pretty much right but it's not just that it's also the freedom that like people here have in their ability to like do anything or like believe in anything or be whatever they want like people don't care yeah that's like the best thing i see here that you can do whatever you want and people don't care because everyone's like free to do whatever they want you know within limits of course you can't just go around doing really weird shit but yeah be yourself you can be yourself you know you can be queer you can be um straight you can be i don't know trampy (laughs) or you know you can be inappropriate and you can be provocative or you can be super religious and you know it's fine like especially like comparing to malaysia Mm -hmm. malaysia's super like 
I mean, the country basically runs with guidance from the religion. Although they always say that Malaysia has a separation of like church and state, mm-hmm. it's very clear that like, you know, religion and stuff has like a huge um, influence exactly, yeah. and impact over the governance and how people like, you know, navigate through their lives and stuff in Malaysia. So it's a relief to sort of get away from that because it also gave me more perspective. Where in the US you know? would you have gone? If you, was there like a particular state that you were like, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go to New York. I like the aesthetic. <laughs> I feel like I could fit in with like, I don't know, the hustle bustle. It's nice. I just, I want to travel. I want to go everywhere. And it's just, it's concerning and a little bit sad to see that, that some places, some places have been reduced to this in like today's day and age with all the education and the information that we have around is like, why can't we be better? You know? It's always in self-interest. I feel like for all those people trying to screw up. Yeah. Yeah. It's never about like, oh, we should try to think about other people. I think it always kind of leads to like someone's ego. Like I have to have all this money. I have to have to be this way. And it's just, yeah, I think it should be. I I think people should take a little bit of a step back. You don't have to make everything so difficult for other people. Also, how are you going to spend all that money? Yeah, you have way too Bezos. much money. Yeah, you can't even spend it. Like I, I was reading this thing the other day that said that he'd have to spend about a couple million dollars per day to stop him from earning more money. And I'm like, what? How? Why does one person need that much wealth? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Even if you, you can't even spend it like in one lifetime, and you'll be dead long before like the money's gone. Yeah, no, it's really, he's a very interesting person because, like, now he's bought this house in, like, D.C. So he can be, like, close to helping, like, lobbying for things. But, like, he did, like, other tech companies, like, want to do a vote. Like, I see you, Jeff Bezos. We see you. We see you. you. Please invest in our company, whatever our company is. Please Please buy my paintings. (laughs) Please, please, please buy our paintings. Please, um, just invest in my fund. Well, I mean, on the bright side, I heard that he pledged some money to the environment. Do you hear that, Jeff Bezos? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I think he's. I think he pledged about like ten billion or something. Like, That's in cool. yeah. Let me see. I saw that a couple of days ago. Okay. Well, yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Thank Thanks, you. Jeff. <laughs> what? What? This section is about funny interactions, new lingo or sayings that we've learned, and confusing moments that we've had as we're making our way through our new home country. This week on... What? What? Okay, so I have this section that I'm testing out. It's called... What? (laughs) 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 So it's like, so every time you, you move somewhere... You're always like, there's always something like someone says like a saying or like, I never knew that people said like Shiraz here. I thought it was always like, it because they mean like in the US we say charades. It was charades. And I was like, Shiraz. Wait. Yeah. Shiraz? Yeah. Like the wine. Oh, no. Like, um, like charade, uh, <laughs> charades. Charades. Yeah. Oh, so charades. Yeah, charades. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, what? <laughs> so like, how was there like every like when you moved here was there like a thing that like it was someone said something or like something that you noticed and made you go like wait wait what like yeah what? oh my god so many things hmm let me see um chuck yui i was like chuck a what now <laughs> i was like wait what dude honestly i um, i still remember that day i was driving for the first time and he was like a friend of mine was like chuck a yui and i was like what 
Like I completely spaced and then I missed the turning and then there were people honking on the back and then it became really weird because it was my first time driving here so I broke like a few traffic rules. It's just, yeah. It's, it's understandable. Yeah, I'm like, don't drop a saying <laughs> like when I'm driving and you need me to do it right now. Like, what the fuck are you saying? And then like later he was like, Yui, you know, like a U-turn. And I was like, oh, why can't you say that? And he was like, because it's a Yui. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, Arvo, like afternoon. Ah, oh, okay. I haven't heard that one actually. I always get confused between Avo and Avo, like mm. avocado. Okay. So I just say afternoon, like a normal person. That's <laughs> all I was thinking. You said it was, I thought you were talking about avocado. And yeah. I was like, okay. So it's Avo and Avo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I got it right. I think. Yeah. That was, I don't know. There was a lot of really weird shit. I was like, say but mostly i just i just it was such an interesting concept to me that like australians just don't like to like finish up their sentences yeah same in new zealanders because i know they, they, with new zealanders just say like, oh sweet ass and it's just like sweet as what yeah <laughs> yes. oh, what are you talking yeah, about i was like what does that mean and he's like keen ass i was like as what like do you want to what are you saying <laughs> that's grammatically incorrect please yeah just the what is that the shortened words and the sentences really made it very confusing but it's fine i've got a good handle on it now i think i hope i hope <laughs> yeah yeah it's never too bad I'm like, please just complete your sentences say full words like afternoon man it bugs me because like i always get it wrong someone say avo and i'll be like avo and then like the other way around i'm like i don't know what you're saying if you want to submit your what? What? It's a voice memo through Anchor, leave a comment through iTunes or Alina Podcast on Instagram. What people don't know is that uh, depending on whatever your school credentials, also sometimes your personal choice, you can go into the like college. So we have like Minaj College. And so yeah. you can like do like your basics and then that will get you your entry in. Yeah. But depending on like, in college they have like part one or part two and um i know that because you know that they said that you had to do like part one but then like then you're like nope <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna do part one I'm like no i'm not gonna do that um so basically the problem was that so after i finished malaysian high school i um i did a year of australian like year 12 so i qualified like based on like australian standards you know like english and everything so i didn't have to go for ielts like do any of like those other english tests and stuff because I passed it with um, WACE, which is the Western Australian Certificate of Education. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so, like, by Aussie standards, like, I was yeah. good. Yeah. But the problem was um, applying for art school, you needed a portfolio and the statement and everything, and I had no art background at all. So, even with WACE and stuff, like, the subjects that they had in Malaysia were more economical towards Malaysian students and their preferences. So, we had subjects like psychology and accounting and business and not um i was actually really shocked because i studied for like a year and then when we got our timetables for waste mm -hmm. and um it was it was like the general timetable distributed across australia and stuff yeah. and i saw like the subject selection they had like philosophy and life like religion visual arts and dance and i was like are you serious oh. we had none of those yeah so i didn't qualify like for an art degree and so they were like you could do a diploma and I was like, that's great, but I'm not going to do part one. And they were like, okay, you don't have to do part one because you've done waste. So like, yeah. just jump into part two and simultaneously do your degree. So I was like, okay. 
like that makes no sense but like that happened after like hours and hours of like phone calls and emails and stuff Manish was not the most efficient is not the most efficient at getting back to people when they need something just yeah yeah especially when you're not already a student because even yeah. i remember i had an issue with them because they're like oh well the closing date is like now like really close and you probably gonna have to wait like another year or something i was like no i'm not yeah just literally take this and that's it. I think I was just like, I just needed one document um stamped by like a notary. Yeah. And that was it. And they were just kind of like giving me like the run around. And once again, like oh, calling yeah. and like, going back and forth and like finally like just getting through. And then even with our um for industrial design, even yeah, you turn in your portfolio, but your portfolio wouldn't be taken in because you had to have a lot of physical work and I didn't have any like yeah. work. So I was like, I okay, then I I'm fine with that. And I'm actually like glad I went through both part one and part two because it actually really benefited from everything personally i kind of wish that i'd done that as well now honestly like the part one bit because like when i came here i was there was a lot to deal with so there's like obviously like moving countries and then um you know culture shock and uh, changes around your social life and everything but then there was also this whole world of like fine art that was extremely foreign i think adjusting to fine art was harder than adjusting to Australia for me, genuinely, because I didn't know what I was in for. Like, what was the biggest struggle in fine art that you? The like, culture. Really yeah, like the environment was very different. Like the people and the way they carried themselves, and it was it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Genuinely, because Malaysia, or like at least where I grew up, and like my like circle of friends and like my social circle. It wasn't very arty, you know? So, like, the way people carried themselves and the way they, like, navigated through, through life was very different. Yeah. You know? And then you see these free thinkers with, like, these really weird clothing and the way they talk is weird and the way they carry themselves and they, they have these radical ideas and it's spewing out every five minutes. It's a lot to keep up with, you know? And I felt very lost. I was like, what the hell did I just sign up for, you know? Yeah. But then I was like, no, like, this is an adventure. I'm going to stick with it. It was a fun course. And, like, the people were nice. Like, I didn't... They were okay. Hmm. Yeah. There were some nice ones. Like, I didn't... Like it wasn't like... Course, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? It wasn't like that. It was just very, very different. Yeah, like, yeah, so I was, was like... You know, a natural culture shock. Yeah. yeah. To, but it was, so. like, a fine art culture shock. Yeah. It wasn't, like, an Australian culture shock. Although that was there a bit as well. But that's fair, because I just moved out. <laughs> so it's fine, you know? Yeah. That was, that was the most difficult part, like, readjusting. To that whole and like honestly um bringing myself to a point where i'd be a bit more open-minded as well you know because i had to get myself to a point where i would accept a new environment and i had to be open to it and then i could be open enough to like you know think about ideas or like engage with people or like different or whatever you know it's... yeah there's always like such an adjustment especially with like education because even for for me it was um like they I noticed that here in Australia, I don't know how it is in like their regular like schooling, like in college for them, but they're always questioning things. In the US, you don't question crap. Yeah. Malaysians <laughs> don't question things either. Yeah. I'm like, you've got your textbook, you read it and you answer the questions in the exam. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? That was that was a bit weird as well. I'm like, can you just say it? Like, yes. I remember um my first few classes, I was literally I was so quiet. I was just thinking to myself the whole time, I was like, Can you say that? Can you say that to teachers? Can you yeah. Why are you calling him by his first name? Like, you know, yeah, exactly. that's a like, curse too. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, what, what? 
dude yeah like my first week i was like what the fuck kind of a hippie cause am i in i'm like my mom's gonna be so mad and i was like wait no like chill like i need to figure this out you know yeah it went really well honestly i wouldn't i wouldn't um get like, treated it yeah. yeah like fine art was great i mean like it taught me a lot and more than anything it helped me open up a lot like as a person and i don't know just be a bit more fearless with my things yeah yeah i feel like that's always the biggest thing especially about being like an artist it's just like yeah. putting your work out there and yeah just, like, that takes guts yeah. i don't think i'm there yet like 100 percent, but i'm getting there that's good it's a process yeah it's a process <laughs> right there thank you <laughs> by your art I'm like right there number one hanging in my room like I did that. Jeff Bezos, please buy my art. Thanks. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about, especially being an art student, because there's this whole big stigma about like, oh, only rich people are art students and that art degrees are like nothing and they're just worthless and like they don't do anything. And like, how do you deal with that stigma? A lot. Um, I don't entertain it. I used to get very offended. Like, does this person, like I'm not going to name names, obviously. <laughs> But um, there's this person who I met relatively early as well, like around the same time I met you, like like literally like fresh into Monash, you know, and um, he's doing another course in Mada, um, it's not fine art, he's doing something else, and he has this perception that like whatever he's doing is superior, because it's a proper design course, like instead of fine art, like I don't know, he's a decent-ish person, so like every time he comes up to me and he's like, how's it going? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so stressed because of this. Then he just brushes it off. He's like, oh, don't you just have to like hang out paintings? And I'm like, you do know that we do more than that, right? Like, come on. You're in a fucking art faculty. How can you, how can you be dismissive? Like if people who don't, if people who don't study art, say things like that, I could sort of understand because I'm like, you don't have the mentality for it. Fine, fair enough. But if someone's in the industry or like in that environment or like surrounded by people who are actually like pouring out heart and souls, and money into like doing something creative. How can you be dismissive? So I realized the best thing to do is to not entertain. Yeah. Now when people say shit like that, I'm like, that's great. Um, you do you. I'm gonna go waste my time. So, yeah. Do you? Cause I, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong. Was that one of the reasons why I ended up choosing to go to Australia? Cause I remember you said that art in Malaysia was not. I mean, careerized is definitely a negative. Yeah. Um, even till date, actually. My parents, my mom, uh, she's very supportive. Um, dad tries to be supportive. They don't quite understand what I'm doing, but like they're very supportive. Like they try. But like even until today, like I was home two weeks ago and my dad was just like, you know, it's been three years. I still don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, oh God, I've explained it to you like so many times. I don't even know how to explain it to you anymore. But like they just leave it at that. So they know that I'm doing something I like. So they just leave at it but i know that deep down they're like what is she doing <laughs> you know no i completely feel you on that was, my mom understands more because she's actually like sat down with me and then especially for us going to school at the same time mm. it's been nice to have a parent like that completely yeah. understands like the workload and the stress and the yeah, yeah. <laughs> like over assignments like, exactly oh gosh, what did I do to and like the datelines yeah. yeah exactly you know? failing a class because he actually like took french and he failed it and yeah she's like, oh my gosh she was like upset with that and like thankfully because um, that's really incredible though taking like learning trying to like learn how to speak a new language ah sorry <laughs> trying to learn a new language that's really incredible that she tried no, and she I put herself out there props to you guys because i can't <laughs> i just i'm terrible 
I am absolutely terrible. But Ab asked our last question, which is from a previous guest, Pez. How do you deal with anxiety and being away from home? Okay. Hmm. See. Um, initially, it was really hard. It was. Um, I didn't, I, I wouldn't really say that I managed it well, to be honest. But the one thing that like universities here have that like what like we don't back home is like the counseling service. And I made full use of it. I used to go every time I was upset and I literally, I went, I kept like changing counselors until I found someone that I was completely like comfortable with. So that really helped. I mean, uh, going to counselors and stuff, um, getting consistent help and getting someone to tell you that like the way you're feeling is not entirely crazy and it's completely valid. That helped a lot. And at the same time, like the friends that I've made here have also been extremely supportive. I've actually quite like I've surprised myself, really, because I've genuinely met some. Yeah, because like I don't know. You think that like you know you're going overseas and you're gonna be alone, but like I've genuinely surprised myself. I've met some really good people, you know, and I've somehow like been able to like connect with them. And yeah, that's how I maintain it. Yeah, that's how I keep up with it. (laughs) Yes, basically. Basically. (laughs) Pretty much. Even um, I remember one of our professors was telling us how he was alone like for his like whole first year and he was yeah. like i just i just focused on my work but i can't imagine just like dealing with anxiety and dealing with just like you said just being in a brand new pace especially for you if you haven't like been been away from your parents and been away from your home country just it can be so overwhelming yeah especially in the conditions where it could just be a little bit better so i just really yeah encourage other people like you know it's okay to you know, go out there and, you know, make your make your friends. And even if, especially with language barrier, I yeah. know for some people it's really like, they feel like, oh, because I don't speak, I have struggle, I have an issue with the language. Like everyone's going to be, most people yeah. are genuinely nice and they're not going to. Most people don't even care. Yeah, most people yeah. literally don't care. Yeah. yeah, like I think throwing yourself in work would work, like would work if, you know, you've got like a, a life or like something to go back to. But if you're completely foreign to everything around you, then it's a little bit of a an endless loop where you're like what do I do where do I go you know so yeah friends putting yourself out there and like honestly just don't isolate yourself I had to learn that the hard way but um yeah don't isolate yourself even if you're outside with like no one to talk to at least you're outside you know a little breath, yeah, breath of fresh chance. air and stuff yeah, yeah it helps there's definitely there's there's there's, there's hobbies or things that you do. There's definitely one person who's on your wavelength. There's, yeah. there's always going to be one person definitely yeah. on your wavelength. So, yeah. yeah. Even if you're not, like, close to them, if they're, like, someone that you can talk to, like, without any judgment, that's fine. And, like, I, I basically found people like that. Actually, funny story, the person who, like, encouraged me to start going for therapy was a friend that I made here. And he actually followed me, and he made me sign up for it at Monash Connect. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go for it. And then um, he followed up like a week later. And I was like, no, nah, I didn't end up going for it. And then he came back to uni and he took me again. And he signed me up again. And then I went for it. And I was like, hey, this is not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then honestly, like if he hadn't told me or if he hadn't like pushed me into doing it. And I remember I was so annoyed at him for it. I was like, can you stop? Because he was like, no, we have to go like right now. We have to do this right now. And like, yep. honestly, yeah, I, it was a good thing. Yeah. He knew what I needed, even though I didn't. So. Like anything that's been bothering you on your mind, like what question would you like to ask at all? Like it doesn't, I'm interviewing other yeah, different people, different, I'm trying to get someone who's like on a work visa or something like that, so. Well, 
how does how does someone balance their life back home and their life back like in their life here because like that's something that I've genuinely like struggled with because every time I feel like I'm I don't know I've been here for too long I feel like oh my god like I'm missing out like back home because you know my friends are there they're also growing and also things are changing and also like that's home but then every time I'm back home I'm like I left for a reason you know so like finding that balance has been hard and honestly if anyone's got any tips that'd be great so yeah oh, I like that question yeah all right well thank you you're welcome yeah. thanks for having me <laughs> all right thank you Dylan for being our guest this week and thank you listener for joining us new episodes come out every Wednesday slash Thursday every weekend and a half and make sure to take a look at our Instagram slash Twitter page for our YouTube video announcement. If you have a question, suggestion, or topic, send us a voice memo through Anchor, iTunes reviews, tweet at us at Alina underscore podcast or Alina podcast on Instagram.